All right, welcome to the Hiawatha Youth Camp Podcast. I am Blaine Malakleb. I am not your usual host, so I'll introduce myself a little bit. I am one of the executive staff members here at Hiawatha Youth Camp and have served up here for nine years now on staff um, and just filling in for Eric this week. But I am lucky enough to have the opportunity to be sitting here with our Teen Week 3 speaker, David Hardy. Um, he is a newcomer to Hiawatha Youth Camp, so... David, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about yourself, um, and just how you got introduced to Hiawatha. All right. For those of you who do not know my name, my name is Pastor David MJ mm, Hardy. That's how I introduce myself at all of the youth camps that I speak at all over the country. I absolutely love doing it, this. This is a passion of mine. Uh, if you paid me $10 million and said you could do anything for the rest of your life, what would you want to do? I would want to do this, speaking to teens. I love speaking to teenagers. That's awesome. Um, and so, like I said, you're a newcomer here. How did you get connected to HYC? What is your connection? Um, and how'd you get introduced? I actually have no idea. I was just walking through the woods <laughs> here in uh, the Upper Peninsula, and they said, hey, you look like a cool dude uh, to come speak. And uh, so that's what I'm doing. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so a friend of mine, Leo, um, Leo said, hey, man, uh, there's this awesome camp that I speak at periodically, uh, and they're really, really cool, and they're looking for some great speakers. Could I throw your name out? And I said, absolutely. I'd love it. Had no idea where Hiawatha Youth Camp was. Um, and uh, I'm from Pittsburgh um, or around there. And so when I Googled it, I found out, oh, Hiawatha Youth Camp's a far distance away from me. Um, but thus far, the trip has been definitely worth it. Um, I've had a great time uh, speaking in the Upper Peninsula. I think that's where I'm at. Correct. I'm pretty close to you Canada, are. right? Very, very Yeah, close really to Canada, close to yep. Canada. Um, I can feel that. Um, I've definitely heard uh, the stories of the moose uh, that's uh, walking around camp uh, potentially right now and the black bears and all those things. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, thoroughly enjoying myself. Yeah, we're happy to have you and definitely glad that you got connected to us this summer. For those of you that do listen to the podcast, Leo Robinson is our Teen Week 2 speaker that we had this year. Um, and so his podcast is also here on the channel as well if you'd like to take a listen to that. If you haven't already... Um, from there, David, I'm just curious, what have been your first impressions of HYC so far? Oh, wow. You guys have a fantastic culture. So, like, you have a, a deep, rich culture. As a camp person myself, I'm, act, I'm actually the president of a youth camp. I've been uh, on the staff. Well, I've been on the board for 20 years. Wow. I've been on staff since 1995. I can't do that math, but that's a long time. <laughs> um I, uh, I absolutely understand and appreciate uh, the deep roots that you have. Mm -hmm. I love your culture. Like, I, I love some of the things that the, the staff does and the campers do, and, like, some of the crazy games and some of the crazy <laughs> uh, stuff that they have no idea even where it started. Right. Um, it's, so, it's been so long that they've been doing it, they don't even know the origins, and that's yeah. when you know it's good. Yeah. Um, so I just I, – I, I can tell talking to everybody here that there is a deep connection, that there was – you know, I've been talking to some of the campers. They're like, my parents met out here, and, you know, my, they got married here. And uh, now I'm a camper here, and I want to be a staff here, and someday I'm going to take over Craig's job. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy, like all yeah. the, the deep things that people are saying. So that's just one thing that I see is everybody is so 
uh, in love with this camp, deeply connected, and you've very intentionally, or maybe unintentionally, created culture. But you've done a good job of it. Okay, thank you. Yeah, we definitely have a very rich tradition here, so we're glad that you can feel that um, in your first impressions of being here. So um, we're going to start with the, the very difficult questions here. Um, so we're going to dig in real quick. What is your favorite food? My favorite food would be a Bowser's sandwich, which is a derivative of a Permani Brothers sandwich, which is uh, from Pittsburgh. So it is a sandwich with fries and coleslaw on it. Okay, so that's a Pittsburgh wow. thing. And I love Permani Brothers. Because they're the original, but there's actually a restaurant local to us uh, that has perfected the sandwich, and they're called Bowser's, okay. and uh, their sandwich is about double the size. Um, it, it, it has literally made me the man that I am, <laughs> like literally. So, uh, but I love it. If I was gonna, if, if I was gonna have like a last meal, I would eat that, and it might very well be my last meal because every sandwich you eat, it might, right. you know, it yeah, might well. be the end, yeah. right? So, yeah. yep, Bowser sandwich. Funny. Okay, awesome, awesome. Um, and then from there. It, this is just kind of a general question. What is your favorite activity? Doesn't have to be connected to ministry. Doesn't have to be connected to you know talking or working with teens or anything like that. But just your your favorite activity. So obviously in ministry, like I absolutely adore speaking to teens. So I'll put that as my number one overall favorite. But if you let me do whatever I want, I love to draw. So mm -hmm. I uh, own a clothing line. I make T-shirts. Um, and I'm actually working on a graphic novel. I'm on page 17 right now. Awesome. I need 24 to publish, right? Okay. So I'm working on that. So I love to draw. Um, I draw on an iPad Pro um, in the program Procreate. Um, and so that's something that I thoroughly love to do. And um, if left to my own devices, that's what I would do. Okay. So you mentioned the T-shirt company. Let's dig into that a little bit, yeah. just out of curiosity. So how did that start? Um, how long have you been doing it? And, you know, I think you said you travel a lot with it. So just tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, it actually started in like 1999 when I was in high school. Um, I started making t-shirts with spray paint stencils. <laughs> uh, then I actually got into screen printing. I got a job at a local screen printing shop. And um, when I went into youth ministry, so I went to Geneva College, uh, graduated from there. Right after I graduated, I got a job at Chippewa Lions Church. I was there for 12 years. During that time, I would make t-shirts for every uh, single like, youth event that we did. I'd make t-shirts for our youth group. I'd make t-shirts for other youth groups. Well, eventually, I started actually making some money at this, um, and things were going well. Uh, I started making uh, shirts for like all of Geneva College and those sorts of things. Um, I eventually uh, did a shirt, or did the shirts, for um, my denomination's large youth gathering called Life. There's like 6,000 students that go to it. It's the Christian Missionary Alliance's youth gathering. Okay. And when we did that in 2016, I made, not me personally, but the store grossed $63,000. And I said, huh, there's something to this. And so uh, we did that, we did in 2019, uh, we did the store again because the youth conference is every three years, and we did 93000 Wow. And so uh, the denominational leaders uh, got together, and they said, hey, we want you to do this for us for the whole denomination. And so I said, there's something to this. And so we started doing it for all 
Uh, I think there's 2,000 churches in the Alliance, so we, I've been doing that, that for the different churches. Uh, but I'll do stuff for schools, and uh, I actually sell t-shirts at comic book conventions. So I, uh, I make Bigfoot t-shirts, which I've seen Bigfoot around the Upper Peninsula. No, literally, I saw Bigfoot and, <laughs> and a Yeti. They were hanging out on the highway. Yep. Um, nice. But, yeah, it was really cool. And I, uh, I make stuff and sell them at comic book conventions and those sorts of things. I actually have a full-time employee, so it's like a legit business. Uh, it's called Hardyware, H-A-R-D-I-E-W-E-A-R.com. Check it out. Yep. Good, good plug there. Definitely look into that. Uh, he's got some really cool stuff, obviously. Podcast, you can't see it, but he's been wearing mm-hmm. a lot of it. Uh, so definitely check him out there. Um, next question that we're a little bit curious about. Um, so you have mentioned to me uh, your family a few times. So tell us a little bit about your um, family, favorite things to do with your family, um, because you mentioned you had a few kids too. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so my wife's name is Tara, and uh, she is absolutely awesome. We've been married for a really long time, uh, since 2008. I can't do the math, but that's... uh, what, like, how many years is it? Years. 14, there we go, 14 <laughs> years. I, I couldn't remember. Um, we actually met in youth group. I was a senior, she was a sophomore. Uh, we met in youth group, and uh, the way that we fell in love, we were both adult leaders, and there was a, uh, a pizza party that we had that turned into a food fight, and during the food fight, we were throwing pizza at each other, and um, she threw a piece of pizza at me, hit me in the throat like a shuriken, <laughs> and uh, when I went and uh, grabbed her to try to smash pizza in her face, I realized that I was in love with her, <laughs> and I think she would say she realized she was in love with me, but directly following that, she took all of the excess pizza and dumped it all over my car, and I knew it was in that moment that I was going to marry this woman. So we dated for four years uh, through while I was in college, and then uh, we ended up getting married um, and going into youth ministry together. Uh, I have three wonderful, awesome children, Josiah, who is 11, going to be 12 here really soon, Malachi, who is eight. So with names like Josiah and Malachi, you know their dad's a pastor, oh, yeah. right? Absolutely. Uh, you know, we're getting into the deep dive of the biblical names. And then I have Indigo, and she is three. Um, we didn't go with a biblical name for her because, well, listen, all the lady biblical names, all the good ones are all taken. And uh, Jezebel, I tried for Jezebel, right? Like me and my wife, we, we battled back and forth, but I couldn't get Jezebel yeah. to take. I was going to redeem the name. Yeah, you know it's what a I tough mean? sell. That is a tough sell. Yeah, I was going to redeem the name. But no, we went with uh, Indigo. Her nickname is Indy, and that's what we call her, and she is absolutely awesome. awesome. And so she rounds us out. And we have a dog. Her name is Sparta, but she is a pug. And that's the joke. So I say, this is Sparta, this little black pug that is uh, not, you know, ferocious by any stretch of the imagination. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, That's awesome. So, yeah, we wish that they could have been here to join us this week. So they're not here. Uh, Like he said, it's a very long trip for them to to make out here. How long was the drive from where you're at? Well, it should have been nine hours, but I think it was like 11. Okay. I had to make a stop in Cleveland to have my favorite pizza. Yes. So like Ohio pie pizza is like the way to go. That's my favorite pizza in all the world. So like I base my travels around food. Yeah. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a foodie, as you can tell. Uh, so, but yeah, it was probably about like 11 hours. The, the big reason that they weren't able to come out, we're actually moving and uh, they had to show our house, but we just got an offer this morning. So we're super excited about that. So, uh, um, we're, we're, we're getting ready to move actually to Lancaster, Pennsylvania. 
Um, so we got, I got a job. I'm going to be a youth pastor out there as well as run a t-shirt business and be a traveling youth evangelist because I don't like free time. <laughs> yeah, you got a couple things on your plate there, that's for sure. But we wish you all the best um, in the new role that you have and obviously hope that everything continues to go smoothly with the move um, for your family and whatnot. Obviously, those things aren't always the easiest. So, um, like you mentioned, though, you do have uh, a past with um, youth ministry um, and then obviously with the camp that you're connected to. What is one of your favorite just general ministry memories um, that you've had up to this point? Recently, so there was a, I was speaking at a camp and a little girl um, accepted Christ and was really, really awesome. She actually asked me to pray with her. Oftentimes, uh, the, it's the staff who's praying, and that's totally appropriate. That's, I believe, how it should be. But she asked her counselor if, if she could have me pray with her. So her counselor brought her up to me, and um, she, it was so great because she had her notebook there like that she was writing in, and I actually got, I prayed with her, and then I watched her write in her notebook uh, tonight at 9.22 p.m. on January 15th, 2022, I met Jesus. Wow. And to, like, watch that, like, to watch her write that down, to watch this little girl go from death to life in that moment was just something that uh, has this massive and eternal significance that I'll never forget. You know, just so cool. I mean, I just remember her pen writing, I met Jesus. So right. really, really awesome. Yeah, it's one of those things that you definitely in the camp ministry and all the time that I've spent here, it's amazing to be able to actually walk a student or a camper through that. I remember the first time that I did it with a camper. I think it's one of the huge things aside from the tradition and the relationships that you get to have at camp to be able to do that. Obviously, that's why we're here, um, but that experience is obviously easy to remember and uh, sticks with you for a while. So Absolutely. That's, that's awesome. Um, and going along with that then, um, specifically breaking it down just because we are at camp, what is your favorite camp memory? Oh, Wow. Like at my camp, at Suncrest camp, camp at, and wow. When you yeah. were a camper, well, I mean, I, you were speaking I literally anything. married my wife at Suncrest camp, so I believe that I have to say that one, right? Like right. I'm uh, contractually obligated, obligated, you know yeah. what I mean? So that would be my favorite camp memory. Okay. Um, but I have, I have so many that flood my mind. You know, like all the pranks, all the fun <laughs> things, all the goofy stuff, all the things that you're like, uh, you know, all the build up and all of those. Um, awesome games. I'm really good at games. Mm -hmm. Like I'm like, uh, I, I created a few games that are like, they would have been world-class, right? Like right. they're, they're crazy, awesome games that we were able to create and do. Um, and so th some of those things I really cherish. And, you know, the, I, I believe the games are a bonding point. I think that they, they bring us together. It's the, the glue sometimes that even holds us together relationally. Like obviously Jesus holds us together, but mm -hmm. I think that it's through relationship and those games uh, really facilitate that. And so a lot of the camp games that you just remember, <laughs> sometimes the camp injuries, oh, yeah. you know, specifically. Like uh, you can see here, I have this camp scar from a camp oh, game. Yeah, yeah that, that went down to the bone. That's on my knee. Wow. Uh, that sliced my knee up. Um, What's you the know, story behind that? Uh, it's a crazy story. I, I actually I was a bad camper. I snuck out <laughs> late at night. I was running, and uh, it was at like 3 o'clock in the morning, and I ran into the baseball, the um, they were redoing the baseball field, and um, they had the top off of the 
uh, dugout, in essence. Oh. I ran into it, split my knee open. But I wanted to uh, hide from the night watchman right. and uh, because if you got caught, you got in trouble. So I climbed up in a tree. I nearly bled out. You know, <laughs> I got back down, cleaned up, and uh, that was like the last night of camp. So I went home, and I told my dad, and I said, Dad, do you think it's infected? And he, like, freaked out. He's like, yeah, we got to go to the ER. And I had multiple stitches and uh, super awesome time. Yeah, uh, I, I think the worst part was cleaning out the knee. The, the stitches, I don't even remember being bad. I just remember uh, the, knee, the knee getting scrubbed out with the scrub brush. Yeah. yeah, I had a big nurse. She was like a Russian nurse. And she's like, you've messed up. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, that was what I experienced. Uh, so I'll never forget that. Yeah, and I walk yeah. with a limp to this day. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, yeah, so but the camp injuries that we have, right? You know? yeah. So, kids, don't ever sneak out. Exactly. Ever. That is the ever, ever, the ever. Here, yep, that's sure. the message. Do yeah. not sneak out, yeah. ever. Nothing good happens no. when you sneak out of your cabin. Nothing good happens at 3 a.m. at camp. <laughs> you should be sleeping. Exactly. Uh, awesome. That's great. Um, and so you mentioned it already a little bit that this is what you love to do. If you were paid $10 million, this is what you would be doing. Um, but what do you love so much and why do you love teaching teens so much? I think that it has a deep eternal significance. I believe that the, these are the most formative time of their lives. They are becoming who they will be for the rest of their lives. And to be able to speak into that in the name and power of Jesus Christ is it there's just there's a significance um, that an impact right like we all well if we're honest we all want a legacy and we want an impact mm -hmm. and I believe uh, this is the most impactful thing that I can do with my time while here on earth is to preach the gospel in places where uh, they're going to be, people are going, lives are going to be changed. Yeah. Um, perspectives will be changed. I believe that there's a lot of these campers who are going to be staff who are then going to go and, you know, disciple other students. So you're making disciples who make disciples who make disciples. Yeah. Um, that's the call, right? Yeah. Like, so that's living the call. Um, so I think it's a, I, I would say with my gifting, it is the best way for me to have a kingdom impact. Yeah, definitely. That's awesome. Um, and so going off of that, uh, breaking it down specifically to this week right now, it is Wednesday. Um, so we're about halfway through the week, have a few more, few more days left here with these campers. But as of right now, um, what do you see God doing here at HYC this week already? Oh, wow. Yeah, I think that these are kids who want to be here. Like, obviously... If a kid signs up for camp, they want to be here. These are kids who came back. Like, they had a taste, and they came back to camp. They desperately like it. Um, and so I'm, I'm seeing uh, really uh, deep roots that are being put down. I think that the faith is being solidified. I think that I can, I can see some kids, even uh, with last night's message, like they've got dreams, um, but I believe that their dreams are aligning with uh, what the Holy Spirit has for them. And I think you're going to see some um, kids who are called into vocational ministry or even bivocational ministry or very creative ministry, right. some really awesome stuff. And I'm just seeing God work in that way. I've, I've seen some aha moments. Um, literally there was one girl who said, Oh, and I was like, that's really cool. You know, yeah. that's, that's great. So I, I just think that, uh, God is reshaping, reforming and, um, revealing. Yeah. It's awesome for me to be able to sit through it and have a front row seat to all the different speakers that come in here. So having you here, um, in your first year and being able to watch 
the students be impacted by you, the campers be impacted by you, staff be impacted by you, and the messages that you bring is really awesome. So, yeah, definitely glad for that. Um, going off from there, what is something you want each camper then to leave with this week? And I think you kind of already spoke on a little bit with your sure. last answer. I mean, to, to dive yeah, to be past the point of no return um, with Jesus, to keep their eyes fixed on Jesus. That is my, you know, number one, uh, that will be my parting message, right? Um, keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. You know, don't take your eyes off him uh, because when we do, the waves, you know, come crashing and life gets crazy. Uh, but just continue to travel, continue that journey, continue the momentum that happened at camp. Mm -hmm. um, I, you know, we, we know that like after camp, you come down from the mountain and, you know, life happens and things get crazy. Uh, and that's when you'll find out was what happened real? Was it true? You know, was there really a change? Right. Um, and the, as I think I believe that with the students and staff, as if we can keep our eyes fixed on Jesus, stick with community, um, I think that, it, you know, the Lord will ultimately bring us through. Yeah, definitely. So... That's awesome. Uh, I don't really have anything else unless you have any final thoughts for us here, Dave, that you want to throw out. Anything else that you think that we need to, to know from you or hear from you that we might not have um, already being your first time here? Well, this would be my charge to you, okay? So anybody who cares about this podcast enough to listen to it, never give up on Camp Hi or on Hiawatha Youth Camp. Never give up on camp, okay? You have a gift, you have, you found the treasure buried beneath the field. Sell everything you have. Do whatever it takes. Never let this go. That, as, as a camp, person who loves camp, who loves camp ministry, who has seen lives change, like do whatever it takes to invest in Hiawatha Youth Camp. Because there is an eternal difference being made here. There are kids that are going to, there's going to be lines in heaven, you know, of lives changed, you know, from Hiawatha Youth Camp and, and all those who have been sent and all those who go, and there are hard days, and I understand that there are bills and there are things and there are all sorts of stuff. I get all the peripheral stuff. Yeah. Hang on to it. Mm -hmm. Because once it's gone, it's gone, right? Yeah. And so do whatever it takes. Invest in Hiawatha Youth Camp. Yeah, that's awesome. That really is amazing. It's awesome to hear you say that and for you to be so invested in HYC already after just, you know, a few days of being here. So I love it here. Like I said, we are very thankful to have you. Thank you for sitting down with me and spending the time to um, just let us get to know you a little bit more. Um, if you are listening and you haven't heard us before, please like, subscribe, follow um, on the podcast, on any of these platforms that you might be listening on. We'd love for you to hear more for, more from us. We will have all of the messages from David being uploaded throughout the year here coming up as we get farther on um, after camp. So be on the lookout for those. And um, thank you again, David, for being here. You got it. Thanks, right. man.